0: OK, so uh, in his first year in office, Joe Biden held nine press conferences. Donald Trump in his first year, 21. Barack Obama, 16. Bush, the younger, 14. OK, so uh, Mr. Biden is uh, behind a curve there. The reason is that things have not been going well. And uh, Biden's advisors don't want him out there. And in... Um, seven areas in particular. We'll put the first four up on a full screen. Uh, the vaccine mandate that he wanted for businesses has been struck down by the Supreme Court. That is a uh, bad thing for Joe Biden's power. The Remain in Mexico policy has been ordered by the federal court. You'll, uh, I'm sure you know that President Biden's first day of office opened the borders. That has led to catastrophe. Now he's being ordered to go back to the Trump remaining Mexico policy. Then Afghanistan, I don't have to go over it again. You know what it is. And same thing with inflation. Everybody's getting hurt. Uh, Also, Build Back Better is uh, not going to happen. As Bush, uh, the elder, would say, not going to happen. Surge in COVID, certainly not helping President Biden. And now changing the election laws to have the federal government uh, get more supervision is not going to happen either. So the only thing I can see in this first year in office is the 1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that passed that did help people. I know people that it helped. It's a lot of money, but it was necessary in this day and age. The 1 trillion infrastructure bill. We don't know yet. We don't know how that's going to work. You got it done the help of Mitch McConnell, but we don't know. But the COVID relief bill, that helped. Now even the left is getting
1: nervous
0: about Joe Biden. Roll the tape.
1: Where was Biden's political savvy and the judgment of those who advise him? What made them think that a fire and brimstone speech delivered in Atlanta would reach its intended audience of two, a senator in West Virginia and another from Arizona? If Cinnamon and Manchin have shown us anything, it's that they're not susceptible to pressure from that kind of speech or direct appeal. The only way to get their votes, if they're gettable, is through quiet persuasion, not public bombast.
0: Now, Sir McConaughey is not a crazy leftist, uh, but he does work for CNN, which is obviously in the tank for the progressive movement. Now, I did some research over the weekend because I told you I would. I have been saying that I think Joe Biden's first year was the worst of any president in American history. I was wrong. One other was worse. And that is Herbert Hoover. So Herbert Hoover took over in uh, March of 1929. In October, the stock market crashed. All right. Six months, seven months after he took office. Hoover did nothing. Nothing. All the banks that collapsed, there was no federal help and no insurance. So if you had your money in the bank, you lost it. It was gone. You can imagine that. Now we have insurance. Not then. No entitlements because Herbert Hoover thought that was socialism for the federal government to give aid to people who lost all their money. Well, what were they, those people supposed to do? All right. All their money has gone. So Hoover did nothing and didn't help them. And then the depression got worse and worse and worse. And Hoover is down in the bottom five of all presidents because he just didn't do anything. That is worse than Biden. All right. So I've got to be honest here. I think Joe Biden has uh, hurt the country dramatically. But Hoover, he hurt individual people. And you just couldn't blow him out of his, well, I'm not gonna give anybody anything. And then, of course, FDR took over in 1932 and did establish the safety nets that we have today. Okay, so that's where we are. Herbert Hoover was worse than Biden, but Biden's second. James Buchanan, going all the way back, was a disaster. He was the president before Abraham Lincoln, who allowed the South to basically defy the federal government, and that led to the Civil War. But there wasn't one or two things that Buchanan did. He just didn't do anything. And it was a four-year catastrophe, not a one. Biden's a one-year catastrophe, and it is bad. So I I hunted around for the best guess that I could get to talk about this. And I came up with a man who won the Pulitzer Prize uh, in 1987 for a book called Beating the Cross, Bearing the Cross, I should say, Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr. in the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Then in 2017, he wrote a book called Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama. He is its distinguished faculty scholar at the University of Pittsburgh School of Law. And Dr. David Garrow joins us now from Pittsburgh. Not a happy day for Steelers fans, but we knew they didn't have enough juice to beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, at least they, you know, gave it the... Uh, the effort Now, before we get into the history, because I know that you are uh, steeped in that, you being a progressive Democrat, are you surprised that Biden always considered a moderate Democrat, has run so far to the left, conducted himself in a progressive manner?
1: Did that surprise you, doctor? Yes, Bill, it surprised me very much. Um, I was especially disappointed in that speech that he gave in Atlanta last week that you uh, have already mentioned, uh, which was uh, just not only downright unpresidential, it was unlike uh, who Joe Biden used to be. Um, Peggy Noonan had a superb column in the Wall Street Journal uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, detailing just just how uh, incredibly disappointing it was. Uh, but unfortunately, that's been of a piece uh, with, with how poorly President Biden has performed uh, compared to who we used to be. Um, as your earlier clip uh, detailed very nicely, uh, this White House has, has mishandled uh, its, its relationship with Senator Manchin and, and Senator Sinema uh, uh, very, very poorly. Um, they should have been able to, co- to come to an accord. Um, Senator it's, Manchin, it's,
0: it's the vision that is confusing me. So Biden gets into office and he, and he's got to know he won because Trump lost. They did, they voted, didn't vote for Biden. They voted against Trump. He had to know that every poll, every study showed that, that independent voters, which decide all elections now had had enough of Donald Trump personally, and they wanted some relief from that. So Biden they chose as a moderate. He gets in, and as you know, when you study the charts, the surveys, the polls, about 22, 23% of Americans are progressive. The rest are either moderate or conservative. And then he governs to the far left.
1: Do you have any idea why he's doing that? I'm afraid, Bill, that, you know, one question we all have to confront is whether the president at his age uh, is is diminished uh, compared to who we used to be. Uh, we've seen very little journalism, <clears throat> virtually zero journalism, uh, that's looking at what's actually taking place inside the Biden White House. Uh, Ron Klain, uh, Steve Ricchetti, um other than, than Jen Psaki, the press secretary, uh, we don't really have any day-by-day. No, I, I did something last week.
0: Joe Biden has a tremendous amount of power in the White House. Susan Rice, too. But Joe Biden is basically telling Joe or directing Joe on uh, how to conduct himself right now. But once you make a few mistakes, you would think that you would learn from those mistakes. So when a federal judge tells you, hey, you can't just dismantle a border policy remain in Mexico and let everybody pour in here, all right, then Biden said, okay, I'm going to moderate it then. And then he goes to COVID and says, no, if you're a private business with more than 200 employees, everybody's got to be vaccinated because I say so. He had to know that wasn't going to get by the Supreme Court, right? They should
1: have realized that they were going to have a big problem with the court. I listened to the oral arguments. I've read the opinions. Um, It's not surprising that the majority of the court uh, did what they did in in terms of the administrative law principles that that were at issue. Um, That was foreseeable. And and I say that as someone who's pro-mandate, very pro-vaccine. Okay, so you're
0: a progressive, as I mentioned, and and now you're facing, uh, the progressive movement is facing Armageddon because in November unless there's a miracle of some kind, and I don't believe there will be economically, I think the inflation and, and the shaky economy is going to continue, um, all the Democrats are gonna get whacked. And, and the Republicans are gonna control both houses of Congress, I believe, and then setting up Donald Trump's run for reelection 2024. I mean, more in doubt, and we're gonna do more on this tomorrow, and the New York Times, you know, is panicking and saying, oh my God, as bad as Biden is, we can't have Trump again. Well, you may very well have Trump again. And the progressive movement, what it stands for, is gonna be annihilated in November. Do you think Joe Biden understands that? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure. Believe me, with fast growing trees, it's different from fruit trees to houseplants. They have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus,
1: It's, it's unclear, Bill. I, I think you're quite right. I, I think where inflation is going, uh, is headed, uh, is a tremendous election problem. If China's economy continues to slide, uh, that will make the uh, ongoing supply chain problems that most all Americans are experiencing personally, uh, all the more dire. Uh, so it's, you know, 2022 is unlikely to be a good year for the United States. Uh, and don't forget Ukraine uh, and what the Russian dictator Putin uh, is threatening war yeah. uh, in Europe. I
0: don't. I don't think Putin's going to do that because his own economy is very, very shaky. Okay. Final word on Joe Biden's first year. You think he may be diminished and not understanding uh, how his presentations are hurting not only him and his administration but the whole progressive movement.
1: Is that correct? Yes. The other great disappointment is Vice President Harris. Um, That wasn't a good choice to begin with, uh, but I think she's had an even worse uh, first year uh, than the president. Uh, Personally, I'm hoping that Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, uh, that would be my hope for a Democratic nominee in 2024. uh, Someone a week or so ago had a a column calling for a a Hillary Clinton comeback, uh, and I certainly don't, don't want that.
0: Well, that was me. I didn't write the column, but we broke that story here uh, after she began to cry uh, a few months ago. And I said, hmm, Hillary doesn't cry unless there's something on the agenda. Before I let you go, I'm fascinated, I did not read your book, but I will, Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr. in the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. You know, Dr. King uh, is lionized, as he should be and the federal holiday, absolutely should happen here. Um, and he accomplished tremendous things, but he wasn't a progressive doctor. You know, he didn't want equity. He wanted equality of
1: opportunity. Do you agree with that? Dr. King uh, was in no way uh, racially exclusive uh, and, and, and uh, was extremely open-minded about, about racial and ethnic diversity. Now, Dr. King was, uh, in economic policy terms, a democratic socialist. Uh, But Dr. King would uh, not be embracing uh, the versions of of critical race theory uh, that we see being uh, uh, cast about uh, nowadays.
0: Or quotas. And he wouldn't want quotas, I don't think. And he wouldn't want preferential treatment for minorities that got hosed in the
1: past. He would want a colorless society. Last word. Yes. King wanted economic change, fundamental economic change, but for poor people, poor Americans across the board, uh, not on a a racially identified basis. Right.
0: Hey, Doc, we really appreciate it. Thanks for helping us out. And uh, I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you, Bill. All right. In Los Angeles, the major industry is Hollywood, showbiz, as you know. Okay, and that Business is falling apart. So movie theaters, only if it's Spider-Man or some blow up thing, superhero, kids go, but regular movies, no, they're shot. West Side Story, big Steven Spielberg thing, uh, Buku money spent on it, marketing it, bomb. Okay, J- James Bond, bomb. Actually lost money, if you can believe it. In the long run, it'll probably make a little profit but it was so terrible. I mean, that was the only movie I saw in a theater in the last year. Okay. And I went for work because I was analyzing how woke culture has destroyed the James Bond franchise, which it has. Okay. So people have had it. Television, you watch anything on TV, anything. It's all singing, dancing, talent shows, cooking, I mean, the only show I watch, and I've said this before, is Blue Bloods. Well written. Um, That's it. I don't watch any other entertainment show on the network. Streaming, I don't have time for streaming. All right. I don't know where it is. Amazon Plus, Roku. I I can't. I don't know. And I don't really care. I I like Ted Lasso in its first season. Now it's not good anymore. Hard. It's hard. Keep those shows cooking um anyway if you think back 30 years to the movie industry the tv industry it's like what happened to it so i looked around for a guy who knows about this and um written a book on it called virtue bombs how hollywood got woke and lost its soul his name is christian toto he joins us now from Denver, and he is a uh, a movie critic. He follows the entertainment industry very closely. So I want to stair step this interview. First of all, it's true Hollywood is woke. Nobody can deny it. But who made it woke? Who, Who are the power brokers in Hollywood
2: who are ordering people to be woke? Who are they? You know, I think you look at the corporations have gone woke. I think you look at the studios have gone woke. It starts from the top down. They make the orders, but it really is pervasive in the culture. You've got actors who are woke. And part of the the reason why is they're scared. If they're not woke, they could get in trouble. A lot of them virtue signal to get to the next job, get the next gig. But also you look at the media itself. Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline. They're pretty woke, too. They actually enforce cancel cultures and kind of quiet and not so quiet way. So it is pervasive, That isn't just one source, but it's everywhere in the industry right now. Okay,
0: um, Lara Logan, a journalist, got fired from the United Talent Agency yesterday uh, for comments she made uh, on Fox News Channel, I guess. The agencies, there's only like four of them, mm-hmm. that get work for writers and directors and actors. They're all woke too, right? They're
2: pushing this woke business like crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's what's really interesting. Let's take the woke by their word. They want to make a better society, a more gentle society. Okay, I can agree with that on certain levels. Then why do some people get away with almost anything? Do you know what Bette Midler's been saying about Senator Rand Paul again and again and again? What Jimmy Kimmel says again and again? There are so many stars who say horrible, terrible, awful things and nothing happens to them because they are aggressively left of center and the woke mob doesn't want to come for them. They want to kind of support them. They like them. But if, you know, heaven forbid a Kirk Cameron says something untoward, he's done. So it's fascinating how the system works.
0: Yeah, but it's always been that way. And Hollywood's Mm -hmm. always been left wing. And -hmm. and if you're a conservative actor, you shut up or you don't work. Everyone knows that unless you're Schwarzenegger or Mm -hmm. The Rock or somebody that, you know, so powerful. Now, you have a system out there where Disney controls a lot of the product and uh, Fox controls the product and CBS, Mm -hmm. Paramount, Viacom, but they're losing money. Mm -hmm. The movies are losing money, the television shows, nobody are watching them, Mm -hmm. can't charge as much for the sponsorship. They're willing to lose profits to be Mm -hmm. woke?
2: Is that what's going on? I think they are to a certain extent. I think when the bleeding becomes too heavy, then they may reassess. But they're okay if they can get a Spider-Man to make a a gazillion dollars and they lose money on several other projects. I think it all kind of goes out in the wash. So I think right now they're not hurting enough to really have them have some self-reflection, say, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? So I don't think they're there yet. Even like the media landscape, Stephen Colbert is just nasty and mean and cruel on his late show perch on CBS. But the way that the landscape works now, there are so many different channels. There are so many different ways to watch TV or just check something out. He doesn't need that Carson-sized audience anymore. He can survive on a smaller group yes, of people. I mean, that's and that's what they're all doing.
0: And the right does that, too. They mm-hmm. do conspiracy theories. They know there's mm-hmm. 3 million people who want conspiracy theories. They all mm-hmm. do segmented things. Last yeah. question for you. Um, nobody cares about the Academy Awards. Nobody's going <laughs> to watch the Oscars. Nobody can mm-hmm. even uh tell you what the best picture last year was I mean nobody Hmm. it's gone it's these
2: the the whole thing is gone do you think it'll ever be rebuilt well I don't think they care enough or they want to rebuild it as it once was so there's that but also I think there's a lot of cultural reasons why it's not the same as you know back in the day seeing Jack Nicholson on TV was special because you never saw him Now the stars are everywhere, on social media, on different magazines, different channels, YouTube. So I think the special nature of it is gone. But again, the woke thing that we're talking about is directly impacting the show. It's not fun. It's not funny. It's not exciting. It's not irreverent. It's not magical. It's not about joy. It's about finger wagging. And who wants to sit through that for three hours? It's, It's hopeless right now. Very good analysis, Mr.
0: Toto. The book is Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke. And lost it so we appreciate you helping us out tonight. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. The election bill died, you know that. 5149, Manchin and Cinema, Democratic Senators voted against uh, the filibuster to knock it out. And so they can't get 60 votes to advance the crazy election bill. And it is crazy because it doesn't have voter ID in it and it doesn't have anything about Zuckerberg and his uh, oligarchs. Spending hundreds of millions of dollars to try to tilt elections. Remember that story? Four hundred thirty million by Marky Mark into a few selected areas where the Democrats knew it was going to be tight against Trump. Remember that hiring a bunch of people to go all over and canvas and bundle and do whatever they want to do. OK, where is that in the election bill? Doesn't exist. So. I'm a simple man, and I wanted a guy to explain really what's happening in the election situation, because we have the midterms coming up very soon. So you remember Phil Klein? He was the uh, attorney general of Kansas between 2003, 2007. He was on the Factor a bunch of times. Well, he's now the director of the Amistad Project, and he teaches at Liberty University. He joins us now from Charlottesville, Virginia. So let's begin, Phil, because I know you're an expert at this. You're following this. You're worried about it. Let's begin with Zuckerberg. The corporate media is not going to report the Zuckerberg story, just simply blacking it out, not telling the folks. What exactly did he do?
3: He put $469 million into two nonprofits who then entered core election offices in swing states and essentially took over the offices and managed the election. So you had private interests managing the elections all the way from ballot design to how the ballots would be counted, to who's working for government, to voter turnout efforts, the whole thing.
0: Now, I reported that part of this money went to people, salaries, so that they could go to homes, nursing homes, things like that, and actually tell people how to cast their ballot, maybe even who to vote for. Is there evidence of that?
3: Absolutely. And there's also evidence that they targeted a specific profile of voter. They used the sophisticated technology of geofencing, Bill. You know how you take all the data about a person from their purchases and cell phones and their Facebook posts and all of that. You put it together, you predict their behavior. Advertising does this all the time and they identified likely Biden voters. They sent government officials out there to go get them.
0: Okay, when you say go get them, they actually knocked on doors. They entered residences and buildings, and they coached people on how to vote.
3: Uh, Absolutely. They call them voter navigators, as if it's complex.
0: At a polling place, it's a felony to electioneer. To tell anybody how to vote, yes. to do anything like that, you can't do it. But it's legal for these navigators to go into private homes with mail-in ballots, bundle them up, actually take them to the polling places themselves. That's all legal,
3: correct? Well, our, our position is that it's not. Because it they dedicated these monies into government offices to have government play a favorite and benefit one candidate over the other. And that's illegal under various statutes. It just takes time to develop the evidence after an election and to prove the point because they're not confessing to it. So you have to go to their own emails, their own expenditure of records and all those reports. And that's what we do. We, we litigate and we investigate and come up with the answers. And we're confident saying that all of this flow of money was to benefit Mr. Biden and how it was, was used in government. Now, Bill, as you know, campaigns do this stuff all the time that's fine that's fair game but when you have government officials doing it that's government playing favorites and you know they're talking suppress the vote the opposite side of the same coin is for government to get involved and make certain people vote and make sure they vote you know that's what happened back in Jim Crow
0: you're saying that when Zuckerberg pumped all this money into the two supposedly non-profits The nonprofit selected various government officials, all right, to supervise the votes. And they were all Democrats or 90 percent of them were. Correct.
3: Yeah, they targeted specific areas where they knew there were potential Biden voters. They did it by looking at the Hillary Clinton undervote. You know, Hillary lost a lot of Democrats and they put money in there to bring those Democrats, make sure that they voted. And it's government that carried it out. But, Bill, it's so bad. You go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, the election clerk who has the responsibility to run the election was moved aside and a private activist with a group called the National Voted Home Institute actually managed the count, had the keys to the counting center and decided how things were going to to happen because the mayor of Green Bay put him in there. And the mayor is not supposed to supervise the election. The elections clerk is. This, This happened everywhere They knew they had to turn out the vote for Biden. So Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Detroit, Green Bay, I can go on and on. Anybody
0: else besides Zuckerberg? He's the big gun with 469 million. That's up 39 million from what I have, but I I trust your stats are correct. Any other of these super wealthy individuals involved with this kind of stuff?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We have tracked. Now, this is in direct money or expertise. Okay, they also provide people at no cost to actually manage the election or run the election in these areas. It's over one point seven billions in the lead up to 2020 and the actual election that they did.
0: All right. So the bill of Voting Reform Act should have contained A provision by this is illegal. You can't have private money involved in a public vote. And there has to have voter I.D. Neither of those things were in the Democrat bill, correct?
3: Yeah, you're correct. They wanted to do they want to do it again.
0: You think you're going to be able to do it again now, 19 states. And I know Arizona in particular has outlawed any private money going into any public voting. They passed a law. 19 states have reformed voting laws somewhat, but that leaves um, 31 states who haven't done nothing.
3: That's right. And some of those 19 states did it wrong, and they actually achieved the opposite of what they claimed or intended to. Um, a perfect example is Georgia. Georgia said no private money unless it's appropriated by a county or a city. Well, the problem with what has happened is that money was appropriated by the city. Yeah. You know, one of our key aspects, Bill, is we treat every voter the same and we should treat every ballot the same. And when you've got a city spending uh, uh, $47 a voter like Green Bay to turn them out to vote and it's a Democrat stronghold, and you go to a Republican area that's been shut down because of the leftist governor's emergency orders and they have $7 to make sure people vote, you have a different treatment
0: well that's That's what happened happened. in fulton county atlanta that's what happened there the democrats controlled the whole voting apparatus and shockingly biden won 85 percent of the vote or whatever it was all right phil look i want you to do me a favor between now and the midterms if you see corruption you got to be specific got to name the names just like you did today just call us we'll throw you right on Because we believe that we have to have honest elections and we applaud the work you're doing. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Phil. Good to see you. Now, the leftist media are getting very nervous, and you know that, very nervous about uh, Joe Biden. Not because they like Joe Biden. They don't. The progressive leftist media, they have no use for Biden. He's just a pawn. But they see the progressive movement going down with Biden. So they're really nervous. And here's the proof of that. Throw it on the screen. Maureen Dowd is a signature columnist at the New York Times. The New York Times is now a progressive organization. It's no longer a news gathering organization. So Ms. Dowd says in her Sunday column, quote, as hapless as Biden and his coterie are, We can't give up on the president because he's all that stands between us and the apocalypse. The hands of Trump DeSantis Pence, Christy Nome, and future Chief Justice Amy Coney Barrett, Maureen Dowd. So who's us? All right, I don't I don't get this. We can't give up on the president. Who's we? Who's us? obviously that's the progressive movement she's talking to. Now, she's a columnist. She can say what she wants, but it's like we and us, and this is like the rest of the barbarians, you know, oh. So, and then he said the apocalypse at the hands of Trump. If you examine, as I have, The Trump policies in four years as compared to the Biden policies in one year, there's no comparison about whose policies were better for the United States. It's not even close. Under Trump, there was no inflation. We were energy independent. There weren't any shortages or supply line problems. China wasn't threatening Taiwan. Putin wasn't threatening Ukraine. None of that was happening. It's not even, I mean, it's so dramatic that it, I, anyone who would tell you that Biden is doing a better job in president, as president than Trump is either stone-cold stupid or a liar. You just put up what happened. Even the handling of COVID, which no president could handle. Nobody has a magic wand and say COVID's going away. Okay. But under Trump, it wasn't as bad as COVID is under Biden. Okay. Now, even though the leftist media trying desperately any way they can to prop up the progressive movement, it's not working. So I've always said to you, the reason that I'm not depressed and that I'm not down—I get a lot of mail. The country's gone, and it's not coming back. And America's had it. And all, is because essentially, I believe most Americans are fair-minded people. Gone to every state in the union, every major city. I can tell you, from Presque Isle, Maine, to San Diego from fairbanks alaska to key west what is going on i know this country i know that most people can be misled and some of them have gone off the deep end because of trump hatred that's true but most of them when it's crunch time and it is now they come back here's the proof gallup poll 12,416 adults, okay, taken in December and January. In politics, as of today, do you consider yourself a Republican or a Democrat? One year ago, the answer was 49% Democrat, 40% Republican. That was a year ago. Now, the answer is 42% Democrat. 47% 47% Republican. So Republicans according to Gallup on a 30 on a 12,000 man woman poll, okay? Republicans lead Democrats now. You know, you got midterms coming. This is why the progressive left media they don't know what to do. They're losing money. CNN, MSNBC, network news, all viewership all going down, particularly younger viewers. Newspapers going out of business. Okay? Um, and uh, the left wing media goes, now we're going to lose our progressive movement. Because if Biden goes down, the progressive movement goes down. It's tied in again. Biden is their pawn. So I wanted to just bring you up to date on the Trump rally that happened in Arizona. Our best, uh, reporting, and we did some reporting on this is that 15,000 people showed up. Okay. It's a nice crowd nice crowd. And um, there were a lot of other speakers, but the president, former president, spoke for two hours. Wow. Two hours. Now, the only people who took the uh, speech were Newsmax and One America News. Okay. Fox News did not take it, which I thought was a major mistake. But on Fox Nation, which cost $65 a year, They did run it on their subscription service. Um, I said to myself, you know, you got a Saturday, not a lot going on. got a former president. You can't take 30 minutes of his speech. Why not? If I'm the news director, I take it. Why wouldn't you take it if you're Fox News? Your audience is obviously traditional conservative, many, many Trump supporters. Why wouldn't you take it? It's an interesting question. And I don't know the answer to it. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen.
3: at LuckyLandslots.com Available to players in the U.S. Excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary.
2: BGW Group. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
0: Supreme Court. Now, there's a kind of complicated story here. So the headline in uh, the Associated Press was Trump loses his bid to shield presidential records from January 6th. And that's what the whole press ran with, even in right-wing press. Okay? Not so much. Number one, they say it was a nine to one decision. That's not right. They didn't vote on it. The Supreme Court basically said they aren't going to overturn a lower federal court that ruled Trump has got to give up. All right. Documentation about January 6th, which is being held in the National Archives. So the Supreme Court didn't rule on executive privilege. Now as I've told you that Barack Obama signed an executive order still in effect that allows a president who leaves office to still have executive privilege. That is still in effect. Supreme Court didn't didn't re- uh, rule on that. Now, whether the Trump people will refile in a more targeted way and just do executive privilege, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it or not. As for now, the National Archives has to give up some of the documentation that the president was involved with on January 6th. Meetings, conversations, phone calls, things like that. Now, I assume it's going to be heavily redacted um, because of national security, whatever it may be. So I'm following this, but it's not exactly what has been recorded. I don't know what the Trump people are going to do, if anything. I'd like to see what, what the president did myself on January 6th. I know what he told me he did, but i like to see it. Um, But it has to be in context. You know, I mean, what's going to happen is they dump these documents out and you're going to cherry pick it. New York Times will take it out of context. You know what they'll do. It's tough
3: I will call upon you to do a service for
1: me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
3: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All
0: right, final thought of the day. Um, We're not living in the moment anymore because of this. So I walked into the deli to get a sandwich uh, a few hours ago. Instead of people, like, talking to each other or looking at how their sandwich is being made. You ought to do that because the oil sometimes gets screwed up. <laughs> not living in the moment. And I'm guilty too. Not on the machine so much. I'm not addicted to the machine. I use it for work and try to put it away. But when I'm doing something like brushing my teeth, I'm not thinking about brushing my teeth. I'm thinking about something else. So I don't brush my teeth the way I should brush my teeth. If I'm doing a chore or I'm, I'm doing, like, I'm, my mind is, I got to do that. And you get, you get hurt that way. Physically, you can get hurt that way. walk into something, close the door on your hand, live in the moment if you can. It's a discipline. Whatever you do, concentrate on what you're doing then, no matter how banal it is. All right? If you're cooking something, concentrate on the cooking. Because if you think about it, oh, that food's not going to come out the way you want it to. All right. And be careful with that knife. and uh, You get hurt. Live in the moment. Whatever you're doing, concentrate on that. If something else arises, put one thing aside and then do whatever arises. I can't tell you how distracted. Americans are and it hurts us. So just think about that. And I don't want any of my audience getting hurt. We need every single one of you.